Yo, I have just spent 25 minutes recording a full episode of this and then realized that I hadn't turned my video or my microphone on to actually record, which probably says a lot about the fucking state my brain is in right now. I've been working for like the past 12 hours, staring at a screen. It's going dark at half past four. And yeah, my brain's a bit fucking fried. So I just did like what I thought was a cracker episode. I wrote a few notes and yeah, I've just it's not gonna come out as well the second time around. So I'm gonna chop this down to like sub 10 minutes or at least try to. Um, and yeah, episode 22, it's Monday 31st of October, Halloween. This is my first Q4 and Black Friday, I guess, since 2020. Um, in 2021, I actually wasn't running an econ brand, which was the first time since like 2015, I guess. That I didn't have anything live at all during Q4. So 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, I did five years, 21 didn't. This is like my seventh Q4 in econ, if you count like all the tiny like econ stores I had way back in the past. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird. So haven't done it for two years. 2019, I was running Midnight City, my jewelry brand. Um, I remember doing a 50K day on Black Friday and then a bunch of other big days during that month. And I was pretty gassed at the time with that. Um, that brand had only been live like six months, seven months, maybe eight months at the time. It's a bit longer than Space Goods has been live. Um, and then 2020, did my biggest ever e-com day, which was like 150K with Neon Beach and did like half a million quid over like, four days I think it was like Friday Saturday Sunday Monday so like Black Friday to Cyber Monday four day period but then that was before everything went fucking wrong with the supply chain so basically don't really count that period but that was my biggest Black Friday period and yeah November 2020 across the two brands was fucking fat um yeah I can't remember exactly what I did but it was definitely over one and a half million in the month probably more and then everything went tits up as everyone knows um very long story go watch episode one and then this year, obviously, haven't had a Black Friday, a Q4 period for like two years. Um, it's kind of mad because a year ago, I actually didn't, didn't space because it wasn't a thing. The idea wasn't, the idea wasn't even a thing. Um, certainly not in the mushroom form it was. I played around with like the idea of doing a bathroom product brand. Um, but then very quickly realized that was not for me. I'm very glad I pivoted to this because I'm way more passionate about it. And I think it's proven to be the right decision. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one because everyone's saying the economy's fucked. Um, you know, all the news, doom and gloom. I don't really watch a lot of it intentionally. I'm obviously aware of the pulse of what is going on in the news and the economy, etc. But as like a lot of people that watch my channel, probably in like the Twitter sphere, um, we don't watch all that shit. I don't pay attention to a lot of, I'm not going to say propaganda, but a lot of doom and gloom, which I don't think, I don't think that's net positive to put in your mind all the time, particularly as a founder, when you've got a lot riding on like the success of the economy and how your brand performs and so on. But for me, ultimately... I don't think you should be worried about that. I'm not worried about it. You know, if you've got a good brand, a good product, I think most importantly, good service, then take it a day at a time. You know, everyone's affected by the same economic market, whether it's a recession, whether it's not, whatever, what anyone, what anyone wants to say about it. Um, I just think focus on what you can control. And I sound very stoic saying that, which is rather unlike me, but I think that's the best way to view it. Um, and yeah, ultimately take it a day at a time, week at a time, month at a time. And battle problems when they come rather than worrying that the whole economy's fucked, et cetera, et cetera. So my Q4 plan, um, and again, I've just been over through over all of this previously, so I'm repeating myself, but actually recording this time, I hope. Um, didn't really see the logic in doing a massive like Q4 Black Friday sale with it being a one skew brand fundamentally, like subscription focused, didn't want to piss off customers, wasn't sure the best way to do it. 
Also, don't think actually doing a sale is always the best option, particularly if you don't need to clear stock, which which I don't, especially being like one primary skew, like I've said. Um, so yeah, I, I am running a promo, like a semi-promo for like start of November, then like a main Black Friday offer, but it's all very subscription focused. So you'll see when it comes out, if you follow the brand, et cetera, on ads, which I'm sure follow everyone from this YouTube channel across the internet, but you'll see what I'm doing. And yeah, the decision was basically yes, we're going to have to discount a bit because that's what everyone's doing. I think that makes sense to boost conversion rate and, you know, go with the flow and ride the wave of Q4 on Black Friday. But I don't want to discount and just get one-time purchases. I want to discount the first month and really focus on subscriptions, stacking those as a key metric during Q4. So that's what I am doing. Um, and yeah, you'll see that come out, but I'm keen to see how that goes because having having pivoted, fucking my brain's fried. Like in the last episode, I said we've pivoted all kind of the business as a whole and certainly like the ads focus and the marketing spend focus to be subscription like to have subscription as the main metric that we're really trying to increase and retention of course so yeah just like black friday strategy follows that as well um fucking i'm so tired today i'm just recording it anyway i've been staring at screen for legit like 12 hours um and yeah like my plan is to and continue the upward trajectory every month so like october's been a record month november i'm sure will be obviously hasn't happened yet but that's the plan i also plan for december to be bigger than november and january to be bigger than november and december so it's probably very hard to continue that trajectory like indefinitely for the next year but certainly for the next three months that's my plan november december january i think that makes sense with a wellness brand going into january i think it makes sense with a subscription brand where subscriptions are piling and yeah, like I also can't just scale because our ads are doing really well, especially since we've pivoted to subscription stuff. Like based on the CPA I need, but knowing the LTV we have over like a 60 day period and a 180 day period, ads are looking really good. We could spend probably four times what we're spending right now and it'd be profitable over like a 60 day period, like I mentioned before with this subscription stuff. But I just don't have enough stock to do that. So that is a challenge. And I, and I, and I don't want to be in a position where I, you know, could scale twice as hard in Q4 and do and then run out of stock because that's kind of pointless. So yeah, it's a measured Q4 scale. Like it's not going to be as big as my 2020 Q4 was with Neon Beach and Midnight combined, but it's going to be a lot more healthy, I think, and focusing on the right metrics because top line for the sake of it doesn't make sense. Um, But in my case, trying to stack subscriptions for longer term profitability and LTV is really what I'm thinking about. So yeah and that's another major challenge right now is just like figuring out stock and cash flow and getting the balance right between allocating capital to stock which takes three months to arrive in my case but also having enough cash that if we don't hit targets and so on I don't screw it up because I've been there before and it's not a good feeling so yeah really got clear targets for every month I'm not just chad scaling like I would have done in the past and so far hasn't always hit hit the exact target every month but now we've got six months data it feels a bit more robust in terms of like how the business is looking ad spend wise we know our CAC's pretty consistent etc etc so yeah just put a stock order in for 20,000 units today on top of like two other 10,000 unit orders that are coming in in the next two months so there's a lot of fucking stock on the way and that's what you need to scale obviously so yeah, the next thing is fundraising. I've put a like Evergreen Seed Legal's pitch page link below, which basically means you can sign up to if slash when I open up a round of funding, you can put your email in there, get the pitch deck, 
depending on who you are, etc., get access to fi- financials, all that sort of stuff. Um, haven't decided if I'm going to do like any sort so, fucking hell, my brain's fried, any sort of crowdfunding, like CDs, Crowdcube yet, or if I'll just be a bit more selective with it. Probably the latter, I think. But yeah, looking to do another round of funding, probably early early next year, maybe early Q2, maybe end of Q1. I think trying to get to 12 months of data and sales history before doing another round would make sense. So probably April in my mind, March or April. Um, but yeah, I'll probably start putting some some stuff in there so people can see what's going on. I just think it's quite interesting. Um, don't know if anyone's like raised money from a YouTube channel before, but that's kind of what I'm doing here, I guess, or like documenting the process and doing so at least. See, I'm starting to prep like an investment deck and shit, which I've honestly never done because I credit myself as being generally creative and a pretty good designer. But when it comes to like putting a deck together, it just my brain doesn't click with it. So I'm finding it pretty fucking hard and it's a challenge, but it's something I'm working on in the background for, you know, if and when I decide to fundraise, it's it's ready for that. So yeah, that's what's going on as well. So if you're interested, just click on that link below. It's, it's in the bio of this video in the description. And you can put your email in for when I drop any information on that. Um, again, I'm repeating all the shit I said earlier, but didn't record. So I probably sound like a broken record in my own head, but I'm not. Um, I feel like everything I'm doing right now is stuff that's gonna, I'm not gonna see results for for like three to six months fundamentally, like aside from like basic day-to-day admin, like planning new products, planning like future fundraisers. And I basically end up living in the future, which is kind of always the way when you're growing a startup, I think. But I probably feel it even more now because I'm trying to work, and again, cliche, but I'm trying to work way more on the business rather than in the business. And I've always done that, but like even more so now, I think. So I've actually got a few decent team members and it's much better set up than it was in the past, basically. So yeah, it's difficult because you don't really appreciate the value of working on things that you can't see yet, that aren't tangible yet, until you look back at the stuff you did three to six months ago in the past. And like that's now a real thing. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, my day-to-day life, I'll probably do a Q&A because people ask me this all the fucking time and you can give me some more specific questions for maybe the next episode. But day-to-day life as a founder for me, honestly, is very fucking boring right now. So a lot of emails, a lot of admin, a lot of paying invoices, a lot of looking at my bank account, figuring things out, <laughs> a lot of looking at the budgets and cash flows that my finance guys put together and making sure that we're aligned and that sort of stuff and making sure those projections align with reality and... Yeah, I guess my job is to make sure things don't fucking fall apart and that's always going to be the job of a founder. Um, And I guess I try and structure my day from kind of like the most, the hardest and most mundane tasks at the start to the more fun stuff in the evening and later on in the day. I guess this is kind of work doing this. This is one of the slightly more fun things and like planning like video shoots and so on. Like this one on Friday we're doing, which I'm super unprepared for. So I'm writing a script for that. It's very fucking buried, I guess, um, as any founder knows of any kind. But yeah, I feel like at, at this stage, and again, I've said it a million times, it was so creative right at the start, but now it's kind of the trenches stage where we're in that medium part where I don't have like a fucking management team because that's just me. But I also have people doing a lot of the stuff that I would have done right at the start, like, you know, website stuff, ads in the past, etc don't need to be working on another 80s film right now even though I am in the background because that's not the main thing that's moving the needle so yeah it's just like hard work and 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 that's good because I'm making progress but it's not all fun and I I don't think it has to all be fun it's probably like 10% fun right now and that's fine but 
you know, the results of it, I think, are fun. And that's what I'm driven by. So that's fine. And I feel like I've always structured my day with like a power list, which is something Andy Frisella spoke about first off, like MFC, a podcast, best one ever, go listen to it all. The first podcast I ever religiously listened to as well in like 2016, 17. And the power list is just five things you need to do every day. And like they're the key tasks to get done. It's not a to-do list. It's a bit more like powerful than that. Like you wouldn't write things you do every day on there, but it's like five things that move the needle every day. And I write that the night before and that kind of dictates the general theme of my next day, but obviously more things always get added. And if I finish the list, more things are always there. And if I don't finish the list, they're still fucking there. But another way I'm thinking, another thing I'm thinking about a lot at the minute is, granted, I might've got my list done for the day and I don't want to be working all the time as well because I'm trying to think about that a bit more as I'm getting older and maybe more mature and figuring out what works for me. But if I can put more work in now, that means I could achieve a five-year goal in three years, then in my head, it's a bit like, why wouldn't I do it? Why wouldn't I front load the next few months? So I'm not like, I don't know. So I'm not left in three years thinking, fuck, we could be a year, a year further ahead. So it's always that, that fine line between like, you actually need some rest and balance because you genuinely do. I believe that. Although it's a net negative. But also thinking, well, fuck, do I really need to watch a fucking film for an hour? Not that I do that in like the weekdays, but you know, how could I spend that hour doing something that moves the needle forward? Um, because there's always something and if you finish the list for today like why can't you get started on tomorrow's list you know so it's probably a really toxic hustle attitude but I feel like I'm constantly torn between that and then like the the balance wholesome enjoy the process mindset and it's, it's a difficult one so I don't know if people can relate to that probably can but that's what's going on in my mind um fuck me I said 10 minutes on this re-record I've already done 14 I'm rambling as usual. The flat's really hot because I'm wearing a hoodie and I've got a fucking light up there. But yeah, what am I broadly focused on right now? I guess subscriptions, LTV, consistent growth and not running out of cash. Trying to grow as quick as possible. That's literally like the headline figures. Subscriptions, LTV, consistent growth, don't run out of cash. That's basically it. It's like a top level thing. Obviously there's a billion things that come under that, but they're like my main focuses. I've really pivoted the business to be subscription focused literally in the past two, three weeks, all our ads are now subscription focused. It's looking really good. Um, it's Q4, so maybe take it from a little pinch of salt. Like I'd probably feel more comfortable with the numbers as they look in terms of like hacks on subscriptions and shit in like January, February, but obviously load up on subscribers as much as we can right now. That's really my main business focus. Um, and yeah, I'll do a Q&A episode, maybe a bit more actual day-to-day what I'm working on stuff but yeah fucking hell like, I'm probably my most tired episode ever actually I feel like I can't even speak straight but I'm doing an episode a week so here we go um I wrote a few other notes yeah entrepreneurship is lonely as fuck I think it's probably like the most lonely thing you could possibly do in the world so you have to build a network and have at least some friends that can relate to you if you're if you're doing it um Fortunately, I do have that, but it's still lonely as fuck because I think it's lonely physically a lot of the time because, you know, if you work from home, which a lot of early stage founders do, and I could have an office, we could afford to have an office. Do I need an office? No, so I'm working from home. <laughs> and if I had an office, I'd probably fucking hate it after about two weeks because I'd want to just get out of bed and work. So there's like physical part, which is lonely. I guess like mentally it's lonely because you're the only person dealing with a lot of 
like I don't know voices in the back of your head saying is this going as well as I think it could like doubting yourself sometimes even if things are looking good which for me they are but still that voice in the back of my head saying it's all going to go wrong because it has in the past which has probably like haunted me forever in fact it definitely has um and yeah I just think it's very important to have people to speak to and shit whether that's even on Twitter you know other founders like join a group I don't know I'm in like a few founders groups and shit we meet up now and then and it is useful pool party social club was going to be that and maybe still will be pending it's on the list and just yeah shared stress is less stress ultimately and I learned that the very very hard way in 2021 when things came to a very abrupt halt and I was the only director and the only person responsible for anything and that's not the case now I'm the only director still but I'm not the only shareholder I'm not the only person that has a genuinely vested interest in the business and it feels a lot fucking better being that way because yeah you need you can't do it all yourself and that was just naive and arrogant of me to think so when I was younger and yeah it's lonely as fuck so you need people around you and yeah I probably look like the person with the best network in the world or whatever and you know certainly like the young e-com entrepreneur space and I do have a great network but it's still fucking lonely is what I'm trying to say so yeah I guess final thought I'll leave you on um which I seem to be doing in these episodes recently and it's something I read or heard somewhere the other day and like it's obviously true but like it just clicked with me right now is that you can have it all in life you genuinely can like health, wealth, love, happiness all that the full fucking package but not all at once at least not in the earlier years when you're still fucking building you know you're not at that retired 40 year old Elon Musk sort of level stage not that I ever necessarily want to be retired but you can have it all but you cannot have it all at once and I think the certain areas that I can't have right now and I'm choosing to put further on the back burner are things like maybe a more involved social life you know relationships with certain people and I think the one thing I'll never sacrifice or at least try not to sacrifice is my, my health and fitness and training and I'll probably say that that comes for me before like social life because it helps work more which is ultimately the top priority not work but like the business and the goal with that and my mission with that um so yeah, but it's still always a balance to get. The, it's always it's still always a battle to get the balance right because a bit of me is like, oh fuck, I should go to Bali in December, like it's on the cards. But then I'm like, is that really what I'd do if, if business was number one? Granted, it might actually be better for my mental health. I might feel good getting out of, you know, shit rainy England in like December, January. But would I actually get more work done, or is it just me looking for an excuse to go and have another fucking like semi-work holiday? I don't know. And, and finding where that line is for you, I think, is difficult but important to try and do. And you need a lot of self-awareness to do it. So I'm trying to figure that out still. But yeah, I'll leave you with that. You can have it all, but not all at once. At least on the way up. Um, different seasons for different things. And yeah, I'm fucking tired. I've been working a lot today. This is this is a true reflection of the trenches although some people give me shit for saying the trenches because I live in a lovely very nice central London flat but the premise is all the same we're working on something we're building it it's tough but it's I couldn't imagine doing anything else so space goes to the moon let's fucking go